Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is episode number 79. I'm Brooke McCallery. I'm feeling very well rested. How are you, Ben? Same. Good. talk about our sleep experiment the june slow home experiment is of course trying to get eight hours of sleep every night and we are what five days in yep and have you been successful every night surprised to no one i have been (laughs) this is the experiment that you are going to absolutely like just hit out of the park amazing first (laughs) night seven and a half well fail but every, every other night has been a solid eight hours, mm. almost to the minute. I'm not using any alarms. You never do that. I never do. But as I said last week, this is not going to be a difficult experiment for me to do because I have one of the most insane body clocks ever. Why, why, do, you say, why do you say that? It's like I, I can say to myself, Ben, wake up at 6.06, and I nearly and do. You do. I know. It drives me mad. Like, I'm, I'm a long-time snooze button hitter. Yeah. Have been since forever, to the point where I used to have, like, 10 alarms set, and no, which is ridiculous because I knew that I'd get up at the last one. Yeah. But I still can't do that. Like, I'm, I, my, an alarm is my security measure. I get nervous if I don't have an alarm set. So I envy your your body clock. I quite like, like I quite like this month's experiment because yeah. the last couple I've um, failed. Uh, Look, there's no failing. It's, oh well, I mean, I didn't. It's not failing, but it's I haven't succeeded as well as you have. <laughs> In comparison, <laughs> um, I I've got the. How have you? How are you going? Good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I've got the eight hours every night. The first night, I really felt pressured to get to bed by nine. Uh, to, sorry, to get to sleep by nine so that my alarm going off at five would still give me the full eight hours. Like, I was kind of a little bit nervous about it. So, I took all these relaxation, um, you know, yeah, strategies. Measures. Like, I had a lavender oil infused bath and stuff so I could get off to sleep by nine. And I did. Um, and then I slept through my alarm and didn't get up till seven. So I got 10 hours sleep the first night. <laughs> I think in my defense, I guess I have been, I think I've been fighting off a cold or something like that. So I just obviously needed the sleep. Um, Thursday night, same pressure. I felt the same pressure to get off to sleep by nine to get up at five. But instead of giving into that pressure, we sat up and drank a glass of red wine and watched Bloodline. Yes. And that was worth it. It was. And then I slept through my alarm again. Again. Uh, on purpose, though. The alarm goes off, you wake up, but then you go straight back to sleep. That's what I've done, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting. Like, at the moment, I'm getting the eight hours, and it's fine, but it's not... Um, yeah. It's- there's only been a couple of mornings that I've gotten up at my normal time of 5 a.m. So it, I think long-term, I'd need to seriously re- rejig my evening activities Mm. um you know consistently if i wanted to keep getting up at five which i do like i between five and five thirty that's when i get up and i 
either go for a walk or a run or do who am I kidding? I haven't run for ages. I walk um, or, <laughs> or uh, and then do yoga or, or meditation um, in that time. And I, li- I just like the ability to get up and have a bit of time and get ready before everyone else is up. So that early rising is important to me. Um, yeah, it's really interesting though. The last, so the last few days I've had to let go a bit of that story that I keep telling myself, which is that I'm the person who gets up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning in order to get the eight hours. So I'm, um, I don't know how that would play out long term Yeah, because I, I really do like that element, but I, I do feel uh, a bit clearer headed. I'm probably on average getting at least an hour's more sleep a night than I was before we started the experiment. So I do feel I love, more well-rested. So it's going to be really nice to see if you continue it for the next week, say, if it makes a difference, that one hour. Because I yeah. know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just see, see how much that makes a difference if it if it does. Because mm. some people can operate on seven hours. Like that's the that's their number. Yeah. number of... So I think it's between seven and nine. That's generally where people fall in yeah. terms of their... Uh, I know anything less than sleep seven. number? Anything less than seven, I feel yeah. just sluggish. Yeah. And I do feel more energetic. One thing I was thinking about during the week, though, in order for me to feel tired enough to be asleep by nine, I would need I need to really up my physical activity. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, for yeah. me to feel like I need to be asleep by nine o'clock, I need to feel more physically tired. Let's go rock climbing this afternoon. Okay, <laughs> sold. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's another thing that I think is an interesting part of it. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not the eight hours is actually my my ideal. Yeah. So I know there's quite a few people listening who have given me some significant side eye about... <laughs> the eight hours. <laughs> about the eight hours and their personal circumstances. And someone who has young kids asked if we're talking about eight continuous hours, like unbroken. Yeah. Uh, like it's a rare night that one of us isn't awake with one of the kids yeah. as well. So I don't, I don't think that it needs to be unbroken. I think it's more just about reprioritizing and putting sleep higher on the list, That's which it. I think is is a nice way of looking at it. It's if you've got young kids or if you work shift work or you know you finish late and start early some days or every day. Who knows? Like it's not necessarily about the number, and I don't want people to feel like they're excluded from trying this experiment. But it's more about kind of checking your behavior before bed and going, is this time that I'm using wisely or could I be sleeping? Should I be sleeping in that time? Um, So, yeah, don't don't think that we're being, you know, unreasonable or or excluding people who have young kids or whatever. I'd love to. I've always wondered how people that do shift work manage to get enough sleep. Totally. I wonder if they do. I don't know if they would manage. I mean, certainly people who work in hospitals and things oh, i think that would be a brutal I know. a brutal um like nice body talk, clock issue nice to talk somewhat to someone in that regard yeah and how people who don't have regular working hours how mm. they can optimize their sleep and mm. how they can work to to get as good as much good sleep as possible mm. it would be really interesting because i do think that that sleep is a big element of slowing down yeah getting good sleep you know, I, like I've always thought that it's mm. just when we had young kids for like five years, I just never got to experience it. So, one of the other things that I just wanted to talk about briefly is my Sunday nights. Yes, and my sleepy Sundays. Yeah, sleepy Sundays. My 
trend most of my working life was is to go fall asleep or go to sleep very early on a Sunday night. I'm talking when the kids go to bed mm. at 7.30 <laughs> and get something like 12, 10 to 12 hours of sleep. Um, and I always thought that that was me sleeping, th- you know, th- through getting the extra hours so I could work at a deficit for the rest of the week. I wonder how that works and whether that can actually be done. To, like, fight back a sleep deficit? Exactly. Knowing that you're not going to get eight hours, more like six or seven every night, whether you can preload sleep hours and then recoup them during I don't, the week. I don't think it does. I'd, I have Maybe for one night, but not... Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. I have heard that you can't really claw back a sleep deficit, which I don't know, like... I don't know. I think you go through periods of life where you are tired constantly because of life, you know. Again, could be work hours, it could be commuting, it could be kids, it could be illness, whatever. I don't believe that once you've lost that sleep, you can't ever catch up. Oh, no. But I don't think it's so much about catching up, but rather recalibrating over a longer period of time. I don't know. It'd be really interesting to find out um, a bit more about it. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I think that's, that's us. We're five, six days in, feeling good, rested. I don't know. There's not that much else you can really Are say. Are you feeling a difference already? Look, I feel, I feel more energetic. I, I don't feel tired during the day at all. Um, I, like, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that I'm feeling heaps better because like maybe that's just the way I'm feeling now or maybe yeah. it's just a placebo thing I don't know but mm. I'm certainly not feeling worse okay you you're, you're just doing what you normally do anyway <laughs> exactly you're just sleeping like a baby the other thing that I did want to mention a couple of Monday episodes ago I said that we would start talking about what we we're doing for the July experiment because it required quite a bit of forethought and preparation. And what I was going to say that our experiment in July was going to be the, um, like, go plastic free, you know, really minimize waste Waste. uh, over the period of July. And what we have decided to do instead is take a break. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we um, get, that's something that I'm working towards just in general in my life and I, I don't I don't want people to think that slow living needs to be this constant um, constant oh, it's striving constant for yeah exactly this utopia of slowing down yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I, I really do feel like taking a break for a month or two from the experiments is the way to go um, particularly when I started looking into that experiment as just a monthly thing, as just for a month. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge amount of change to make across many areas of your life in one month, for one month. That that doesn't feel like it's in keeping with our philosophy, which is small changes slowly. Exactly. You know, and I'm all, I'm all for the idea of Plastic Free July and, you know, going – as close to zero waste as possible. And speaking to B Johnson a few months ago made it 
feel like that was much more achievable than I ever thought that it that it would have been. But I don't know. I just don't. I'm really mindful of kind of putting the message out there that it needs to be stressful yeah. in order to, to make these changes. It doesn't have to be stressful. And, yeah, I think we just we need a, a bit of a break from the two episodes a week. We're listening to our bodies as our five-year-old so eloquent, <laughs> eloquently put, put it. Put it. Yeah. <laughs> we are listening to our bodies um, and our bodies are saying, that's enough. <laughs> our bodies are saying we like eight hours sleep. Yes, they are. Have yourself a very merry week. Couldn't have said it better myself. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.